Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. And this is a podcast where we explore the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income and wealth spectrums. On the last episode, I talked about the power and the benefit of doing a mid-year review. If you listened, I'm curious, did you do it? If so, what did you discover? Moreover, what are you doing to apply what you've discovered? Even without knowing any of your details to the questions that I've just raised. Though, by the way, if you want, you can slide into my DMs on Instagram and share with me if you'd like. Um, But even without knowing any of those details, here's what I hope you are inspired to do. Play even more to your strengths. The reason I am such an advocate for these reviews is because they are so freaking powerful. And they often happen to be filled with surprises. At least that's been my experience. So as I mentioned, when I did the last episode, I shared with you that I had actually already done my review. And when I went back and looked at my review, right, you know, um, doing a little bit of assessment of it, if you will, here's what came to light. My review really illustrated my strengths, especially since March, right? Not that these strengths are not always there, but I think how I responded to the events of March really kind of brought these to fore. For me, it was a combination of creativity, resourcefulness, my communication skills, my discipline, my flexibility, and my openness, because all of these influenced how I navigated the initial stages of the business, financial, and personal uncertainty triggered by coronavirus. And leaning into my strengths is what led to unexpected opportunities. And those opportunities, they are responsible for a revenue growth I did not think was possible in March at the start of this crisis without the usual large checks from corporate speaking engagements. It also led to the creation of a new vertical in my business. And here's what's interesting. It's not like the vertical was not something that I had access to. I just didn't see it. (laughs) And in part because there wasn't, quote unquote, a need to see it. And now that I do, I am A, again, and you will hear me say this so often, I'm so grateful. But one of the things that I always remind, especially my entrepreneurial and small business clients of, is whatever it is that you offer to your folks, there is a job that that product or service is doing in the lives of other people or other businesses. But there's also another job, and that job is what is its role? What is the role of the product or service that you are providing in your business? And so as a result of discovering this new vertical and creating this new vertical, it has actually shifted when things get to whatever they get to and you know the corporate speaking engagements and traveling and all of that becomes a part of a you know 
reimagined normal uh, at some point, probably in 2021 or 2022. Um, this has all, my point is that it has, is that it has altered the role of that um, offer in my business in much of the same way as it has created the space for this new vertical to serve a new and different role. So that's as an example. But here's the thing, whether it's your mid-year review or mine, what all reviews have in common is that they are filled with a great deal of insight in terms of what they reveal about your patterns of behavior, that is, you know, the habits that, uh, you know, tend to show up and the habits that tend to show up and illuminate the leaks and the opportunities that you may have may not have previously noticed. And then they also reveal your strengths or that which you do best. And that tends to be the foundation of your confidence and your resilience, but that you may dismiss precisely because it is what you do best. And I want to repeat that because when it comes to our strengths, one of the reasons why I think it is sometimes really difficult for, for us to name them is the fact that it is what we do best and because we don't necessarily notice it other people have to tend to bring it to our attention but it's because of 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 that easy dismissal because it comes so easily to us or it's the thing that we do without thinking about it even though it's the thing that serves as the foundation of our confidence and resilience it's also the thing that we can easily dismiss and perhaps you've heard of assessment tools like Clifton's Strengths Finders and other things like that. And, you know, my definition of, you know, your strength being the thing that you do best may not necessarily be theirs. Um, however, I would say that they would absolutely attest to the fact that understanding and knowing and naming your strengths is a way of leaning into your strengths and that doing so is important during good and challenging times. So can you readily name your strengths? The traits that rise to the top regardless of the situation, circumstances, or the people involved? If you're unable to name your strengths, or you tend to be bashful when it comes to talking about them, now is probably a really good time to make some adjustments. Now is probably a really good time to let go of that tendency to be bashful and not talking about them. And now is also a really good time to kind of dive in and try to figure out, well, what are they? You know, what do you need to be on the lookout for and how do you name them? And so this is not intended to be any sort of scientific, comprehensive list in any way, shape or form. But to help you get started, here are some, you know, words slash uh, examples of, of areas of strengths that might help you tap into yours. Words like creative. Are you creative? Are you flexible? Are you a problem solver? Are you direct? That's a strength. Are you analytical? Are you disciplined? Are you detailed oriented? Do you have strong communication skills? What about having a high emotional intelligence? What about being a good boundary setter? What about being empathetic or courageous? I probably could go on and on and on, but you get the point. 
And when I wrote about this on my blog, the blog post was titled, Is Now the Time to Double Down on Your Strengths? Of course, it's a rhetorical question. Of course, now is the time to double down on your strengths. In fact, it is always the right time to fully own them under any and all circumstances. However, in times of crisis and high stress, doing so becomes even more paramount because this is frequently when one needs to be much more intentional about applying their strengths to the, to the decisions that they make and the actions they take. So are you leaning into your strengths to help you navigate the duality of these times? And by duality, I mean the presence of two facts. And I, and I, I, I mentioned this as well in the last episode. And those two facts being there are some people and businesses that are experiencing challenges and hardships, the, the scope of which is truly heartbreaking. And yet there are others that are not. There are others that are thriving. That is a duality. Are you leaning into your strengths to help you navigate this duality? Are you leaning into your strengths to help you make key life, career, and financial decisions? Your mid-year review contains answers beyond yes or no. In fact, the review can put a spotlight on the nuances behind your answers. And I know I often, you know, try to weave into my conversations with you, uh, you know, some of the things that are probably more pertinent in the entrepreneurial small business world and get you to see how those lessons apply to everybody. And here's an example. Those of us who work as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we are often reminded to not just work in our business. So don't just focus on the thing that you do, but also make sure that you are taking time to work on your business as well. So that means being strategic, setting out the time to be strategic, to plan and, and to um, have some space where you're not doing anything, right? So that you can recharge. And the first time that I was actually introduced to this particular perspective of working both in and on your business um, was from a book in the 90s called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. But like I said, oftentimes concepts that are designed and message specifically for entrepreneurs and small business owners are really helpful for those who don't own a business as well. And I think this is one, the idea of working in and on. And anyone can adopt this mindset, this approach, and, and not only adopt it, but adapt this way of thinking to your life, to your career, and to your money. And for me, that is the role of the mid-year review. It helps you to work in and on your life simultaneously. And the way that I see it, leaning into your strengths is a form of working on your life, your career, and your money. And doing so is what can help you remember what A, makes you come alive and do your best work. It can help you shore up the skills that help you do your best work. It can help you ensure that you are playing your role at work and at home the way that you want. 
And it can also help you confidently, confidently, I should say, experiment and trust that even small, subtle tweaks will yield useful results. And here's what I want to say as an example there. And this is, again, a personal example. And this, again, kind of speaks to what I was talking about in the last episode with regards to capacity. But you know that it is common financial wisdom to say, save from the top rather than from what's left over. Because the idea being, if, if you save from the top and you find yourself short, over time, you'll have to figure out a way how, how not to be short. But if you only ever save what's left over and you are continuously not saving because there's nothing left over, then what you will find is that you won't save. And you won't also, not only will you not save, but you won't also do the things that you may need to do to make some changes so that you can do it. So all of that has a lot to do with time. And I have been using time blocking as a method of managing my time and my productivity for years. It's why my coaching days are Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And yet, for the longest, I would use whatever time was left over, that is the time slots that clients didn't take, to work on tasks like writing and presentations and putting presentation decks together and writing proposals and practicing for presentations and yes, even this podcast. But recently, what I've decided to do instead is to block the time for these aspects of my work ahead of time. And wow, what a game changer. So instead of, you know, there being perhaps four or five time slots available to coaching clients um, on those days, there are some weeks where they will only see two coaching slots available on those days because I've pulled out three of them so that I can work on the things that I need to work on so that I'm not working until nine and 10 o'clock at night every night. And then I'm not working every weekend and then finding myself completely exhausted and depleted. So Keep that in mind <laughs> as an example of the importance of making small tweaks that have bountiful results. Um, and in this instance, it's a small tweak with, regar with regards to time, but you could probably figure out what might be a similar a tweak in your own particular life or situation. But here's the Cliff Notes version of this entire episode. Mid-year reviews are valuable far beyond the metrics that help you track and analyze. They are also an opportunity for you to become acquainted with the strengths that you know you have and that you know perhaps you need to get to know on a deeper level. The review will help you to discover strengths that have been dormant, waiting for you to recognize and to acknowledge them. The review also may, in fact, reveal that a strength that you have under different circumstances is actually holding you back right now. 
but you may not have noticed that if you didn't do the review and actually go through the process of trying to figure out how did you get from point A to point B. Naming and noticing your strengths matter. And it matters because your strengths have a way of setting you up for success. But also, the success is not just about you or for you. Acknowledging and talking about your strengths, it makes room for others to do the same. And given the state of, well, (laughs) everything, we really do need more people making decisions and taking action from a place of strength. Or as I'd like to say, from a place of their highest good. And when you do so, you're likely to also be more productive, more efficient, more energized, more engaged, and more fulfilled. Win-win for everybody. So if you haven't done your mid-year review, now would be the time as soon as you stop listening to do it. And then after you do it, go back and look and see What is your mid-year review revealing about your strengths? What are those strengths that you're leaning into? What are those strengths that you need to cultivate a little bit more of? And what are those strengths that maybe for the time being, you need to navigate a little bit away from? Well, my friends, that is it for today's episode. I thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. As always, please, please stay safe, stay well, stay healthy, not just physically, but in spirit too. And likewise, if you like the show, please show us how much you appreciate the episode and this podcast in general by leaving us a rating and a review and sharing this with the people that you know. You and I may discount the ratings and reviews as vanity metrics, but let me tell you, there are the powers that be that are looking at them, and when they see those numbers go up, they feel a little bit differently about the show. So help us out. Uh, Leave a rating, leave a review, and share the episode with your folks. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. You can go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. And that is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E-T-T-E. Again, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. I really do love iced dirty chai lattes. And it would be such a delight to get one as a gift from you. Thank you so much again for tuning into today's episode. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money.